Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Welcome to episode 137 on Grieving Moms Podcast. We are talking today about why you would not try something that could help. Why would you not? So quick reminder, Relief and Grief is open. We are starting on next Wednesday, uh, April 20th. So come join us and you can go to reliefandgriefsupportgroup.com to join us. But let's dive into today's topic. Again, why would you not try something that could help? Now, I've always thought of myself as a pessimistic person. There used to be a trigger for me in my life that when something felt too much, I would just go into despair and give up. It was almost like there was this lever in my mind where the emotional capacity got too much and I just gave up. Okay, so here's a short example. A friend and I were traveling in Europe um, when I was 18 and we were in Scotland and we were trying to get to a hostel that we were told was just down this road a bit. We had tried to camp along the lake in our sleeping bags and that turned out to not be the best idea. We, it started to rain at about 11 p.m. and so we decided that we were going to go to the hostel and we started walking down the road and we just kept thinking around the next corner (laughs) this hostel must be around the next corner because the hostel was just not coming into view it was dark it was raining it was a windy road in a foreign country that we weren't familiar with and we walked for almost an hour and when we got so far in we decided that we must have gone the wrong way and we turned around and we're trying to figure out what to do And that was when my emotional capacity gave out. I was a bawling wreck. And I kept wondering, how are we going to get through this night? How are we going to manage this? Um, I just had worst case scenarios in my mind. I just lost it. I could not. I didn't know what to do. And my friend with me was positive and encouraging and looking for options. And in the end of this story, a car came flying around the corner and it was some cops. And they ended up driving us to the hostel that we were looking for, which was way back the direction and we came. And we got there a little bit after midnight and they had already shut down the computers, but they rebooted them to allow us to stay for the night. So that's just a little example of this pattern that I had for much of my life of when something feels like too much emotionally. I just give up, I cry, I can't do anything, I can't think of solutions, I can't think of you know, ways to try. I would have probably just turned into a heap on the ground, gone and crawled in the woods and just laid there because I simply give up. But I've been able to build my capacity 
for emotional well-being, for, you know, really hard things in my life. So that doesn't happen as quickly anymore. And now when it's happened, I've been aware of it. And then I can take a little quick break and I can pick myself up and keep doing what I needed to do. So this has happened after, you know, Aria died. I felt really emotionally broken because that was my pattern for so long is I, I already felt emotionally broken and I didn't feel like I had the capacity to do anything hard. And then when she died, it kind of shattered me to two really tiny pieces where I've had to build that back up again for me. And now I can say that I do feel very um, open and optimistic. I view myself as that. And I love to try new things to help support my body and mind through my experiences in my life. I like seeing all the options and the things out there to help. I really believe that there are so many things that there's something out there that can help. A question I ask often is, why would you not try to make your life better? Why would you not try to do something when it feels like your life is just a struggle every single day, like a slog? Maybe you're in the point in your grief, just kind of waiting for your life to end so you can be done with the suffering. And something I think about a lot, I've thought about a lot for myself, and then I think about for you is, why would you want to live the rest of your life this way? And when I asked myself that question, I kind of felt like, is this all my life is going to be for the rest of my life? From 23 years old, this is going to be my life. And what I've learned for myself and for you is you don't have to live this way. There are things that can help you. And yet, maybe you haven't taken any actual steps to getting help or doing the work or learning the skills or investing in the coaching or the practices that can help you. I really dove into this with a lot of people and lots of times it's the beliefs or the thoughts underneath of it that are stopping them from getting the help. And maybe these are some that come up for you. So here are the few things that come up. And so check in, check in with yourself and see if any of these ring true for you. So one of them is the belief of why would I do anything because I don't know if it would help me. And when you phrase it that way, I can feel why you wouldn't even try, especially if you've tried things and nothing seemed to help. Then it can feel like, well, I don't want to try anything else because I can't guarantee that it will help. But what if it did? What if it did help? What if it changed your whole experience of your life? What if you learned something that could help you carry your grief instead of suffering with grief? There is a layer underneath this kind of belief or thought that sometimes it just feels better to sit where you are, even if it's not fun and pretty painful, because letting yourself hope that maybe, you know, this thing can help me and then the possibility that it might not and that letdown of it not helping feels too much. So then you don't even allow yourself to go there because it's too much. It's the, the, the fall of feeling hope and then feeling like it's not helping is too much. But what if you could allow yourself to hope and that hope keeps you going? 
And then there could be something that you find that changes the whole trajectory of your life. For me, this was all the thought work I've done in my life and the skill and the practice of learning to feel and move through my emotions. So another belief that comes up often is I don't deserve to feel happy again. Why would I want to be happy when my child died or I should suffer and feel sad the rest of my life or some version of this belief. Underneath the not trying um, something new or even anything to try to make things better is that I don't deserve it. I'm broken. The thought of feeling happy or even okay is off-putting because even though maybe you'd love to feel happy again, the thought of actually it happening might give you a bellyache because maybe that means you're moving on or forgetting your child. There's also this idea of child loss equals suffering. That if you are not suffering the rest of your life, then maybe you aren't grieving correctly or you aren't missing them enough. So do you feel this way? Are you slow to do the grief work because every bit of pain or suffering you let go of, that it feels like it means that you're moving away from your child and forgetting them? So another thing I wrote down that is kind of similar to that one is that even though it's horrible to be in deep grief when you are there to imagine feeling any other way is painful because of what you make it mean so it's kind of the same thing as you know feeling like you're going to be moving on or forgetting and the last thing any of us wants to do is forget or move on And it can feel like if you're not in excruciating pain, then you are forgetting. Because how could you not be in excruciating pain when your child is dead? And if you're feeling this, I hear you. I feel you. I've had all of these same thoughts and feelings. Terrified that if I'm going to forget and move on, that feeling of peace and calm would mean that I'm forgetting. And yet, as a mom who's walked this road a while, I can tell you one thing with absolute certainty. No matter your story. You will never forget. You will not move on. You will never stop grieving. And you will never get over this. And you can have peace and calm. You can have joy. You can learn to live again. You can learn to open yourself up to deep love again. You can be vulnerable and be at risk of being hurt again. It's just all while you've expanded your experience to include carrying grief and the loss the rest of your life. I never want to be rid of my grief either. That's not the point of finding life after child loss. It's not to be done grieving, but to learn how to ride the waves of grief when they come and feel all of the emotions so you can feel the grief and the joy, the sorrow and the contentment. It's all a part of this life. Okay, another reason that might come up of why you might not get help or you might not try something new is Believing that you should just know how to do this or that God will help you and you should just be able to keep going. Your child dying is the most life-altering and life-shattering thing you can ever go through. Yes, pray to God, seek for his guidance, but also use tools here on earth to support your mind and your body through this shattering experience. You do not need to be strong and get through this alone. Even if you like to process alone and don't want to be a part of a group, There is freedom for that too, for you to find resources, to join places where you can just learn on your own and not have to interact with anybody. Um, Someone I know shared with 
me, you know, they had lost their child quite a few years back. And back then the expectation was kind of that, like, you know, God will take care of you. There wasn't any support, any resources, any tools of anything else. And while we can put our trust in God, we can, you know, let God help us. There is so many other things that you can do to help too. So find those things. Reach for those things. You don't have to do this alone. Please, please, please start to find things that can help you. Another thought that comes up is maybe you're thinking you just need to give it more time. And what I have to say to this is that time does absolutely nothing. I've talked with mothers who are 40 years or more into their grief and they feel the exact same way they did when the day their child died. Time does nothing, my friend. It's what you do with the time that counts. It doesn't matter how many years have passed. If you haven't done the grief work, it will still be waiting there, waiting for you when you are ready to dive in with it. So the passage of time, it's only that time passing. It doesn't help with the actual grief, the emotions, and the thoughts that you are living with right now. And there is no time like the present to get started. So don't just let more time pass. Don't, that, don't think that time will help. It's what you do with the time that counts. So friend, every day that goes by is another day gone in your life. Another day where you can simply exist or take a small step towards something that can help you. Towards building the lifelong skills of feeling and processing emotions and clearing out your mind so it doesn't have unconscious control over you. You have this one life left. Why not choose to live? This decision is up to you. And with all of my heart, I'm climbing into this deep, dark hole with you and saying to you, friend, you can get out of this hole. This hole is deep and dark and it's okay to be here. It is okay. That is the whole purpose of everything I do. But when you're ready, I'll show you the way out and I'll walk with you every step of the way. Come join us in Relief and Grief. It starts on Wednesday. And we have a call Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And each of these days is an opportunity for you to learn something new you haven't heard before or to hear in a different way. We're diving into caring for yourself in grief, navigating difficult emotions and thoughts of grief, and how to get through grief. With this being free, there is absolutely no reason to not join. Promise me you'll come join us. This is where I am with you in the hole and showing you hope. Come join us by going to reliefandgriefsupportgroup.com and I'll see you on Wednesday. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.